And as they make their way back to their families and to, uh, to our Kids Connect for our preschoolers, I invite all of you to stand as we come to God, as we come to God's truth in, uh, in our scripture. And there are four accounts about Jesus' life. And uh, this is from the Gospel of John. And I want to set the stage before you hear this. And I know you're reading this behind me, but... Um, Let's look at what's happening. Jesus has been with, with disciples in his public ministry for three years. They've been following him. They've seen some incredible things. But he's been predicting multiple times that he is going to suffer, he is going to die, and then come back on the third day. He knows the next day is that day that he takes the way of the cross. He knows that night, even though he's just shared a beautiful meal over a holiday called Passover with his disciples, he knows all of them, every single one of them, will not be with him when the Roman soldiers ultimately come. They will flee. He knows his best friend will deny him three times that night. He knows that Judas will betray him. And yet, he's washed all of their feet. And yet, he's spent time with them. And now he gives all of them a promise. This is a beautiful one. This is one we hear um, many times during funeral services because it's such an important one for us to hear together. Here's the promise that he has for his disciples and for you today. It's from John chapter 14. Jesus said, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas, one of the twelve disciples, said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, he's another of the twelve disciples, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own. But the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So when I was young growing up, my parents tried to instill values in me. They told me our mantras and things that are so important to them, to them and what they hoped were going to be important to me. They also showed them um, to me by their words and their actions. And one of the ones that they said to me over and over again is, Dan, you just have to share the love. Just share the love. That's all you need to do. And uh, during these last couple weeks, 
my family has been doing exactly that. Maybe it's because it's been Thanksgiving. Maybe it's with the holidays leading up. But actually, I think it's in a specific way. And the way that my family has specifically shared the love over the last couple weeks, it's through a little thing called Influenza A. Yeah. First, my little cute little boy, he got it. And uh, he's usually running around, and all at once, he got dark circles around his eyes. He literally looked like a raccoon to me. And uh, he was a little cuddle monster, and then he was just a monster because of all of it. He's, his temp got up to 103. Um, it, it was vicious. Out of school for a week. Then Kayla got it. And Kayla actually had to go to the hospital and uh, had IV put in her one night. She was out for the count for eight days. I preached on this on Wednesday. And I was thinking, I'm so thankful that over the last almost a month, I haven't gotten this. Guess what happened on Thursday? Yeah, this, there's a reason I'm sitting on the stool with you right now. Because standing is really challenging. I'm not contagious, but uh, I am here at half-mast right now. But I'm so grateful to be with you. And I think as we come together today, we are in the middle of a new teaching series and it is, I think, about sharing the love. It's called Christmas at the Movies. And we're going to look at old classics that maybe, maybe your family, I don't know, do you have a list that you put together? We do. We have to watch The Grinch. We have to watch It's a Wonderful Life. We have to see A Christmas Story. Those are all essentials. Some of you are nodding. And one of the ones that's a more modern classic for us is one that we've already seen a couple times. And it's actually 18 years old. Did you know this? This is crazy. What's the movie? I know you all know it. Elf. That's right. Look at that dude. It's about a human raised by elves, as opposed to all of us who have been humans raised by humans. Buddy, as if you know the story, how many have seen this classic? Oh, almost everyone. If you haven't, shame on you. Get out of here. Go see it. Right? Oh, don't, don't leave right now, please. But as we come to Elf today and to other Christmas classics, I truly believe that all of these we watch again and again and again because they capture something of the Christmas spirit. There is something to them that really helps us as we come to the real meaning of Christmas. And today, I think Buddy is going to share something with us, something that is even more contagious than influenza A. Now, if you don't know the story, he, was, he fell into the, he actually kind of put himself in there, into Santa's, uh, Santa's bag, and came up to, up to the North Pole, and then he was raised by the elves and Santa, um, and once he finally figured out that he's actually not an elf, he's kind of dense a little bit, he... he wants to come back to New York to uh, meet his dad. But Santa has something to tell him about his dad, which is not good. What's happened with his dad? Oh, man, yes. Your father, well, he's on the naughty list. And his reaction, no! Now, we think that's kind of... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, Kids, I know every year, you're like, am I on the nice list, mom and dad? Am I on the naughty list? How am I doing here? And as adults, sometimes we're like, you know what? That's cute for kids, but we know better. Except we don't. Maybe you're sitting here right now. 
and you're thinking as we come up on Christmas, maybe you feel like you're on the naughty list. Maybe life has had a way of just hitting you. And as you come up on not just Christmas, but life in general, I hear it too many times. I had someone that we went out, a member of Living Waters, just a couple weeks ago. You know what he told me? He said, I just hope I've been good enough. I hear that all too often with people when they're on their deathbed. And they say variations of, I'm afraid I'm on the naughty list. They say either, have I been good enough? Or, I hope I've done enough. Or sometimes they say it as a joke, and they say, I hope God has looked the other way over some of the things that I've done. Maybe you feel that way today. This is Buddy's fear for his dad. He wants to meet his dad, but also when he makes his way to, to New York, he gets to a department store, and now he hears that the, one of the people that raised him is coming. And you've got to catch this contagious element about Buddy. So we want to show you that. Let's watch him as he hears about Santa. Hey, parents, does that feel like the kids? Like, Santa's coming. Santa's coming. Now, I, I think that's awesome. But guess what happens? You who have seen it, you know. One, one of Santa's helpers comes, right? It's not really Santa. And once Buddy actually encounters him, what, what's the things he says to Santa? Well, something like this. You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa or the next one. You sit on a throne of lies. I love that. It's not Santa. It's just, it's a replacement. It's a substitute. He knows this is not the person that he's known his whole life. But isn't his joy for Santa contagious? And not just for Santa itself. I mean, it's much more contagious than this bug that's been hitting me and so many others right now. It is so much that. That is totally him in every single way. His priority is to help people know, know this love that he has, I think, for life. And one of the things that he loves is what? It's sugar. So what are the four main food groups, everyone? What are they? What? Syrup is one of them. What's the first one, though? Starts with a C. Candy. Candy. Canes, candy corn, and syrup. Nice job. You got, you, you passed the quiz. Nice job. So he loves it. He puts it on spaghetti like you do. 
But on more things, uh, he also shares the love in a contagious way. He comes into places because he doesn't know better. You got the number one coffee? You did it, everyone! You did it! And he's pumped. Someone sings. He has to go into the bathroom and sing with them, you know, like you do. I don't think you should do that, by the way. But I wonder, I wonder if in your life we're coming up on, on a beautiful time. It's a time that we should have this contagious energy and excitement and joy, right? We have the promise of Jesus coming to earth, coming down for you, and yet I wonder, do people feel and see our contagious excitement and joy? Are we spreading it just like that guy in our lives? Do people, do they, do they see you in your workplace? They say, wow, that person is so excited. I have to find out what it is about them. Or at your schools, are you really just showing that for others? Now, Buddy does it in a specific and crazy way, over the top. But I want to come back to what Jesus promises, because I think this is so essential that this can start to help us reshape our lives, reprioritize our lives, and help to grab this contagious why. So here he is. He knows he is facing his final moments before the cross. Jesus knows as he makes this amazing, crazy promise. He knows that the next 24 hours are going to be horrific for him. And yet he has an incredible thing that he has to tell the disciples. And if you're not feeling a contagious joy today, if you're not feeling like Buddy the Elf, I think you especially need to hear this today. First of all, he says, if you're not feeling like Buddy, what's his first thing? Do not let your hearts be troubled. So if you're hurting in some way, if you're grieving for someone that you miss terribly, hear Jesus' words right now. Don't let your hearts be troubled. He says, believe in God. Believe also in me. And now here's the kicker. He tells them, I'm going to dare to do this because I can't sit down. I'm too excited about this. Even at half-mast. He says, in my Father's house, in heaven, there are many dwelling places. Now, some people ask because the King James Version says like a mansion. Or in another, another translation, it'll say a house or a room. Um, there, in my Father's house, in his dwelling, there are many rooms, mansions, homes, dwelling places. And people ask, well, what's the answer, Pastor Dan? What's the correct translation? And my answer is always... Yes. I'm not sure. I don't know. But I do know this. Jesus himself, himself says, if you're hurting in any way, if you're afraid in any way, if you're anxious in any way, if you feel like you're not measuring up and you're on the naughty list, don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in me because I am going to prepare a place for you. A specific place. Because I love you that much. And today we need to hear that promise. He says, I will come again to bring you to this place and it's going to be incredible. You're going to be with me forever. And one of the disciples who's been with him for three years still doesn't get it. He says, how do we know the way? And Jesus says it so well. He says, I am the way. 
I am the truth. I am the life. Not just here, but life forever. It's almost, and now, now another one chimes in and says, well, we don't, we don't know what you're talking about. We don't know the Father. And Jesus is almost, I can't do it, but Jesus is almost jumping up and down and what he's saying, I know him, I know him, and his name is God. And now I want you as disciples, since you've seen me, since you've seen the amazing works that I've been doing, now I want you to start to get so contagious and in your life start to jump into it and say, I know him, I know him, and his name is Jesus, and he points to the love of God, and that is going to reshape everything. Today, you need to hear that our God, this is the best part, that our God, even if you're not in that contagious buddy the elf moment, that our God is so excited for you, that our God is watching you, and yes, sees you when you stumble, and our God sees when your heart's troubled, and our God knows that there's sometimes you're not feeling contagious, you're not feeling excited about everything. And yet God's in heaven saying, I know them. I know them. And he's so, so grateful and excited and thankful for the gift of who you are today. And now we have four new main food groups. Did you know that? We got to take a page from Buddy the Elf. And so when Buddy finally sees his dad in that Christmas gram, right? He ends it like this. This is amazing. Our four main food groups don't start with sugar. They start with love. And so as Christmas elves for Jesus, let's try to stick to the four main food groups. It's love. And it's love it's love God, it's love others, and it's love of self. Being so contagious about that, that our love just spills over. Now, I'm pretty sure Elf is really popular, not because of the sugar. I'm pretty sure that Elf is not just popular because of his excitement. I'm pretty sure it's because he wears green and gold as a Packer fan. You knew that was coming, I'm so sorry. I'm actually pretty sure it's because his excitement and his love is so contagious. And it's because he knows that that's what life is about. And because God knows you so much, this is our chance, this is our opportunity to be Buddy the Elf, to Buddy the Elf the world. So maybe today it just starts in a simple way. Maybe today it's, maybe it's going on the way out from here. And it's saying hi to someone that you've been trying to connect with that's actually right here. Maybe for you it's a simple thing. It's going out from here and it's making a phone call and telling someone you love them. Maybe from here you're going to go out and you're going to go to Caribou or Starbucks. And as you do, maybe you can pay it forward and buy the next coffee for someone and bring a smile to their face. Maybe it's reframing it and saying, as I, as I live my life, I'm going to realize God has a place for me. And I know him. That's going to reshape everything. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you for your love. Thank you for the way it sustains us. 
help us to trust in you, especially in the times that life doesn't just seem like a holiday. God, remind us that you know us through and through and that it has nothing to do with being on the nice or naughty list, that we can't earn our way to that dwelling place, that room, that mansion that you have prepared for us, that it's all on you. So God, just help us release the things that are weighing on us. Help us to be excited. Help us to be contagious and to share the love in a new way. Your love, your peace, your joy. And all God's people said, Amen.